So, um, yeah, when Caleb asked me if I'd be willing to come and talk, um, I said, sure, I'd love to. That would be so fun. Um, and he said, you know, talk about whatever you want. And so I thought about it, and I thought, what else is there? Da, 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 anxiety. So we're going to talk about anxiety. Who can define or who can tell me what anxiety is? Go ahead. Exactly. That's a really good definition. Very much so. Very much. It's a feeling of worry or nervousness, unease, typically an imminent event or not knowing what the outcome of the event is, is something that causes people to have anxiety. Um, You know, anxiety is really just our body's natural response to stress. And occasional anxiety is completely normal. It's a part of daily life. Very normal. Occasionally. So question, what are some recent events that have caused many people to have anxiety? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Corona. How about the lockdowns? How about wearing masks? How about not being able to go to any restaurants or movies or being locked in your houses, that is causing everybody straight across the board to have a lot of stress. I think another part of it is that we don't really know. You know, one week we're told one thing, the next week we're told another thing. So there's something going on, but we don't know what the outcome is because we just don't have enough information, right? So what are some things that cause you anxiety personally? I mean, COVID is like global anxiety. What causes you anxiety? Yeah, sure. Did you hear being being behind in school? Yeah? Friends being mad, yep. That's definitely, yeah? Work. Exactly, yep. How about bullies? Does it cause anybody to have anxiety? Yeah. So these are all normal things that would cause people to have stress or anxiety. But there's also a thing called anxiety disorder. And anxiety disorder is when a person frequently experiences intense, excessive, persistent worry or um, even fear about just everyday things. So if I, was, if I woke up every morning and had anxiety about what I was going to eat for breakfast, that would be an anxiety disorder because it's just a normal thing. And if it's causing me to have anxiety, then I probably have an anxiety disorder. Does that make sense? Something that happens with uh, people that have a lot of anxiety is they can oftentimes have a panic attack. Have you guys heard of that? You know, that when you have a panic attack. Well, a lot of times we use that word just kind of, you know, oh, I'm going to have a panic attack. And, but a real full-on panic attack is a scary thing because what happens is, it is um, it, it'll just disrupt a person's daily life. It's a feeling of just an intense, like, heart racing. A lot of times people will describe a panic attack as literally feeling like they're having a heart attack or feeling like they can't breathe, you know, just sucking air, sucking air, sucking air, and you can't get enough air, and you can't breathe, and that makes it 
the person that's having the panic attack feel even more anxiety because if you think you can't breathe or you think you're having a heart attack, it's a scary thing. So there's a lot of, um, <clears throat> let me see here. There's different manifestations um, to anxiety, just general ways that anxiety manifests itself. So in other words, the signs that somebody is experiencing anxiety. But I'm going to talk about three specific ones tonight because there's, you know, there's a lot. But very specifically, I'm going to talk about the way that anxiety can manifest itself in teens. And that's different. It looks different than in a little child or an adult, maybe. Okay, so first one is anger outburst. So if somebody is just suddenly, bam, starts yelling and screaming and completely um, just full of anger and rage, or maybe they are showing some, um, you know, behaviors like punching or slapping or kicking or things like that, that's probably a really good sign that somebody is experiencing some anxiety. The next one is avoiding so avoidance of any kind, like skipping school all the time or avoiding, um, you know, parties or any kind of activities. So if a person is not showing up for something and they're a friend of yours, you might want to check in on them. They might be experiencing some anxiety. And the third one is called derealization. And it's kind of a weird word, but it, what it means is for a person to be walking around feeling like they're in a dream, like their life is just a dream instead of real. And so that's kind of uh, disassociating your body and your mind from what's actually going on, and it just doesn't feel real. So those are three signs. So question, does anyone have an example in either yourself or a friend that you've seen any of these signs? Have you ever seen somebody just go, Bonkers at school. Fit of rage. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. That's a that's a sign of anxiety. Yeah. How do you, how, like, what is the sign, though? Obviously, you're recognizing that in her. That fast talking is a good point, too. That's a that's a good sign right there. So that is what anxiety looks like. The signs are what it looks like. Now we're going to talk about the symptoms. The symptoms are what anxiety feels like. So it could be frequent headaches or stomach aches. You know, if you, ugh, your stomach hurts a lot, that could be anxiety. Sore muscles, because obviously a person who's really stressed out holds themselves tight. You know, you're just tense and tight, and so it can create sore muscles. Um, chest pains or heart palpitations. 
Heart palpitations are different than feeling like you're having a heart attack. It's a little different, but if your heart is kind of racing a little bit or uh, palpitating, that's a, that's a symptom. There's also overeating or undereating. How about um, sometimes people will just sleep for really long stretches of time. Other people will have insomnia. Those could all be symptoms of anxiety. And just for a little um, fun fact, <laughs> one out of three of you will experience anxiety before you turn 18. One out of three. So look around you. <laughs> yeah, it can't be avoided. So question, any other symptoms? Can you think of any other symptoms? Yeah. Right, an outburst. Right. Crying. Yeah. Taylor. I think it's like a foggy brain. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, you can't think straight. Mm-hmm. You can't remember things, and it's just like hard to keep everything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Foggy brain. Although I used to have what I called baby brain, and it was when I didn't ever get enough sleep when I had babies. Of course, that could have been stress too. I don't know. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, as well as your heart racing, your mind can just be racing too. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Inability to focus. But yeah, shaking. That's really good. Um, okay. So we talked about the signs, the symptoms. Now we're going to talk about things that trigger anxiety. And so the. Th- Whatever is triggering your anxiety is actually the source of your anxiety. So the triggers are, um, well, just some well-known triggers for anxiety are peer pressure. Um, Social media has been proven to cause anxiety. Um, You know, our body image, our grades, um, these are all things that can trigger anxiety. Can you think of any other triggers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good one. That is a good one. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a move or new school or, yeah. Go ahead, Dina. Not being able to speak. Yeah, okay, so like um, being shy, not knowing what to say. Yeah, sure, yeah. Exactly. Were you going to say something, Taylor? Right. Exactly. Siblings or parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be, that would trigger some anxiety. Yeah. Go ahead. Having a just kind of thing to do in certain Mm-hmm. 
that pressure. Yeah, pressure. So we, okay, so these are all things that can trigger anxiety. Um, and here's the thing, you guys. It's really important to know the signs, the symptoms, and the source because that's how you're going to be able to start managing it if you're experiencing very much anxiety. Um, so for me, some of my signs and symptoms are, you know, if I just decide I want to just read all day long, and I'm not talking about the Bible, I'm not talking about some good self-help books, I'm talking about novels. And so instead of doing any of my work, I want to just bury myself in a book. That's a pretty sure sign that I've got some anxiety. I used to say all the time, oh man, I wish I could go on vacation. I want to go on vacation. And you know, after a while, my husband said, oh, okay, what's stressing you out? And he was the one that was seeing that sign in me and recognizing that every time I start feeling anxious, I decide it's time to go on a vacation. <laughs> which is fun, but it's just a way of escaping, as well as reading books is escaping. I love to just pig out on junk food instead of eating anything that's nutritious. It's like, just bring me the chocolate. That's all I want. So once I start realizing, you know, like if I look at myself and I start seeing those signs, and maybe I'm, you know, like starting to feel like a lot of, uh, tension in my neck, that's a symptom, I, you know, I start to think, okay, now I have to figure out what's triggering this. Here's what's happening to me. I'm experiencing anxiety. What's triggering it? So then I start thinking about things. Oh, I got it. It's this big meeting that's in a few days, and I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. So I know there's an event coming up. I'm not sure what how the event is going to turn out. So then I have some anxiety, right? That's what we're going to talk about next, okay? I'm going to talk to you about some healthy ways to manage it. Um, so there's three super easy, very basic ways to manage anxiety. First of all, get enough sleep. Exercise, because that gets those endorphins going. And also eat healthy. And that's just the very basic So if you're kind of feeling some anxiety and it's, you know, like, what, I need to do something. You know, deep breathing really does help relax us. And so if you're feeling like uh, short breaths or whatever, take those really, really deep breaths where they go clear down into your belly. So you can feel it all the way down in your belly. And then hold it there and then let it out. Take some deep breaths because it just slows our body system down. Something that's a really good idea too, if you're feeling a lot of stress, is you can actually just pat your own chest and say, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. This that's going on out here isn't okay. Don't say it's okay, because it's not. Whatever's happening that's creating your anxiety isn't okay. But you can still pat yourself and remind yourself that you're still okay. In the midst of it, you're still okay. That makes sense?
So what I was just giving you guys were some tips on how to manage the symptoms of anxiety. But it's the more important to figure out what the source is. And the reason why is, is because if you can deal with the source of your anxiety, that's going to be a more longer lasting um, cure than just treating the symptoms. So, you know, here's a question for you. What are the symptoms of a broken leg? Pain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bruising, pain, yeah. Oh, that would be hideous, the bone sticking out. <laughs> um, how about if it's throbbing? That's another one. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, so what's, what, are, what are the treatments for those symptoms? Surgery. Okay, we're talking about pain, and we're talking about throbbing, and we're talking about those are the sim those are the symptoms of the broken leg. So how are we going to treat those symptoms? Medication, pain meds. Yeah. What else? How about ice? You bet, yep. While your leg's being elevated, elevating the leg helps the symptom of pain, yeah? Therapy. Okay, so we're treating the symptoms. Now, how do you treat the broken leg? Cast, surgery. Set it. Right, exactly. Because if you've... Once you set the bone and cast it, that's going to heal. So there's a difference between how we're treating the symptoms of the broken leg and how we're actually treating the break itself. Does that make sense? That's exactly what I'm talking about with anxiety. So we can treat our symptoms, but we also need to treat what the source is. Get it? Okay. Okay. So I've got some worksheets underneath your chairs. I put some worksheets under there because this is a good way to figure out where the source of your anxiety is. And I've got a couple of different ones because we're not all alike. And so what, what, what might work for one doesn't work for another. But look at this one. that ha It's the blue one with the triangle. Just... Does everybody have them? Okay, so guys, look up here. Grab the one that has the blue triangles and blue squares. So what? So every event that we experience, we have feelings, we have thoughts, and we have actions around every event. So what you need to do is think about, okay, what's bothering me? Okay, so it's the test coming up. So your event is, there's a test coming up, or 
my mom yelled at me, or um, I fouled out in the basketball game. You know, these are the things. So you figure out that, and then you say, what do you tell yourself about that? Oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't study long enough. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I fouled out at the basketball game. You know what I'm saying? What, what are the things that you're actually saying to yourself about it? And then how do you feel? Well, I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I feel sad. I feel lonely. And then what do you do about it? So once you've got that, then you can go right back into those boxes and start telling yourself the proper things. No, I'm not an idiot. Okay, maybe I didn't study long enough. Next time, I'm going to study longer, or I'm going to study harder, or I'm going to whatever. I'm going to practice a little bit more. Does that make sense? Because what we tell ourselves, um, without even thinking about it, oftentimes is not nice stuff, and we don't make ourselves feel better. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And then the, the other page is the same type of deal, but it's just, I just wrote it out a little bit different. So, you know, where were you? What were you doing? That's the event. What was your emotion? And go ahead and rate it. Rate your emotion. You know, like, was I really mad or was I, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how mad was I? Um, and then negative thoughts. Because those are something that we need to change. So then you've got negative thoughts, and then we've got two other boxes. And that's because what evidence supports that thought and what evidence does not. And more times than not, there is very little evidence that supports our negative thoughts. That makes sense? Any questions on those? And it's just a helpful tool to get you in the practice of figuring out where the source of the anxiety is. Okay? Okay, and then finally, above and beyond all else, I think that it is far more important um, than any of these little tools or practices that we've just, that I've just talked about, is to go back to the source of the true healing, which is Jesus. He is our true healer. And we can draw our strength from Jesus. So, in other words, spend time in prayer. Spend time in the Word, the Bible. 